Chapter 2 Retribution Gwen walked slowly down the spiral staircase set deep into the trunk of a giant oak tree that lay on the outskirts of the Seely Court. No one followed him. No one was around. None of the Seely Fae particularly liked this area of the court, where the dungeon lay, where interrogations had once been held by the Oak King. Gwen and his inner court were the only Fae who could enter the dungeon itself, the energy keyed to the people that Gwen allowed. The dungeon itself was underground, held together by the giant, sprawling roots of the oak tree. Rooms carved out of loam and dirt were dank, gnarled with roots and rock, lit with strange filaments of phosphorescent fungi. It was, for the most part, the only light in the dungeons at all. Gwen stalked down the long, dark corridor, passing room after empty room. He carried a thin length of rope in his pockets, along with other things that he thought he might need. He walked all the way to the end of the corridor. At the end, the final cell had been reserved for someone who had once been king. August didn't even bother looking up, though he sat on a tree root jutting out of the dirt wall with a casualness that belied his circumstance. His hair hadn't grown, it still dripped with water, but more slowly now. He had been deprived of his own lake for over six months and now he was wasting the same way he'd forced many other fay to waste away. He was far too powerful to waste quickly, even as underfay. It was a process that would take hundreds of years. But it was happening. Gwen had tried to put August from his mind, once August was secure within the cells. For six months he had focused on other things, as best as he could. But his mind kept drifting back to their history together, kept stumbling over the cold, seething rage he felt whenever he thought too much of the fay that August had killed indirectly. Gwen had executed some of those fay himself, felt like nothing more than a hired executioner, finishing the dirty work that August wouldn't finish as he laid waste to the kingdoms. And if he was angry at himself for not finding a way to solve the chaos earlier, for not subduing August years ago, he shoved it aside. He couldn't afford it. August was too dangerous, too powerful even as Underfay, even wasting in a cell. Gwen was well within his rights to make sure that August couldn't attack anyone ever again. How are you finding your accommodations? Gwen said coldly. I could use a glass of water, perhaps, August said, hiding his expression behind a curtain of hair. We'll see what we can do about that. Perhaps I'll ask one of the water whites about it. I'm sure they'd consider lending you some. In about three hundred years, August said, and Gwen could hear the smug smile in his voice. Yes, even August was aware that he had no friends amongst his fellow water whites. About three hundred years was an accurate estimation of how long it would take for August to waste nothingness, to evaporate. Your brother might, Gwen said, and his jaw clenched in satisfaction when August looked up at him. His eyes were a luminous green, his face wan. I don't want to see him. Gwen stepped through the barrier of energy into August's cell, padding quietly across the loamy floor. It wasn't rock or dirt or tree roots that kept August trapped, but the energy of the court itself, imbued in the walls. To the naked eye, it looked as though August could simply step out of the small, dim cavern in which he found himself. But he was unable to leave, unable to dig his way free. No one had visited him in six months. 
once gwen was sure august had regained consciousness he had left august alone and advised his inner court to do the same not that undine or albion were interested in visiting him august was old enough and developed enough as a fay that he didn't need food he didn't need water ostracism was a powerful weapon in the dungeons he would be secure but he could be forgotten not that any one was in a hurry to forget many fays still had no idea why august had been kept alive gwen wasn't even sure why he'd kept august alive except that once things had been different between them there'd been something there gwen stared down at august feeling the breadth of his anger the coldness of his rage he struck out with his fist but instead of striking him he fisted his hand into august's hair and dragged him off the tree-root bench forcing him down to the ground august resisted automatically but he was no match for gwen's strength not demoted and weakened as he was this wasn't a matter of king against king but king against underfay august could be mortally wounded he could eventually die from starvation or thirst gwen stared with some satisfaction his fist in august's hair was enough to keep him down on the ground gwen stop this august said compulsion heavy in his voice but the compulsion didn't work it did nothing more than let gwen know that august was concerned your center is still domination gwen said voice cool he bent down and placed his fingers into the collar of august's damp shirt pulled hard at the material until it gave and ripped exposing skin that was paler without exposure to sunlight so i suppose you won't enjoy this much august was unresisting but as gwen pulled the shirt down his arms and left it hanging ragged off august's elbows august spoke quietly so it is to be rape then i was surprised that you of all people would have a problem with that he fisted his hand harder in august's hair until a couple of ropes of water reed came loose august didn't make a sound even though the water reed was sensitive alive attached to his scalp Gwen pulled a length of rope from his pocket and let go of August's hair in order to pull both of August's hands behind his back, tying them at the wrists. He didn't care for his comfort and more for the surety that August couldn't get free. He'd never done anything like this before in his life, but it didn't mean that he didn't know how, that he didn't understand the basics of it. His father had given him scrolls from a young age, the fastest ways to break a prisoner of war, crude though they may be. "'But it doesn't have to be unpleasant for you, August,' Gwen said, trailing a gentle hand across the back of his neck. August bowed forward, away from the touch, and Gwen leaned closer and repeated the gesture. August bowed even further away, unsettling his center of gravity, head almost touching the floor. "'If you are going to do this, then do it,' August said, his voice surprisingly smooth for someone who hadn't used it, as far as Gwen knew, for months.' You have always been all talk, no follow-through. That's why I needed someone to master you all that time ago. That's why you... Gwen pushed August's face down into the ground with one hand, and with the other he pulled down August's pants, bearing him. Having an almost naked body beneath him, even like this, felt good. And he didn't allow any room for regret or second thoughts, knowing what August had done, knowing he was well within his rights to take this from him, knowing that August knew that too. I did need someone to master me, and you did a good job back then. Perhaps I took some notes. Perhaps I think you need the same now. You are fortunate that I am here, paying you mind, because no one else wants to. Your brother hasn't even. Gwen, 
august said a warning and a pleading all at once a statement that clearly said that's out of bounds and you know it but august had never played by gwen's rules had never left things untouched because gwen had asked once gwen had gone to august for help and august had bound him bled him forced him to consume flesh and reminded him that gwen had done the same to others he'd forced gwen into the horror of his own crimes and made gwen like it once gwen had left that house within the lake and been incredibly of more sound mind than when he'd arrived but things were not like that now he's looking well your brother co-king of the unseedy court august made a sound of distress and it stirred gwen to full hardness he pulled the vial of lubricant out of his pocket and august laughed beneath him face against the ground when he heard the pop of the lid coming off you planned this you august sounded a mixture of incredulous and amused he did not sound horrified he didn't sound perturbed it unnerved gwen to have august like this under fay and beneath him still sounding so calm so unruffled gwen didn't dignify him with the response only pulled his own breeches down knelt pressed his chest into august's back the action forced august's arms against his spine placed pressure so that august's face was kept against the dirt august's breath shuddered out on a second silent laugh though he tested the rope at his wrist's end and gwen could feel the tension in his body gwen dripped lubricant across his fingers slicked himself up before pressing a finger into august with no preamble august beneath him tensed and hissed gwen drew in a shaky breath astounded at his own audacity aware that this was not something he'd ever thought himself capable of the war had changed something in him he hoped it was the war perhaps the dormant family madness gwen grit his teeth and moved his finger back and forth feeling heat and tightness around him he withdrew and pressed back with two and august didn't react if it weren't for the vice of him around gwen's fingers he would have sworn that august wasn't affected by it at all if there was ever a fay that gwen was sure would find his way out of the dungeon august was probably it gwen used this fact along with a bevy of other reasons to wall himself away from the part of himself that would have been horrified that part of himself was too soft was not permissible certainly not down here certainly not now there was a hardness inside of him and he fell into it finding the solace of cruelty and certainty maybe next time i can invite pitch i'm sure he can summon up a measure of the nightmare king for you you'd probably like that though wouldn't you august's eyes opened his whole body jolted as if struck he tried to tilt his head so that he could see gwen more clearly but gwen pushed harder with his whole body forced him down he withdrew his fingers and took himself in hand pressing himself against august's entrance a sudden wave of nausea rocked him and he grit his teeth together shoved it aside he wanted this he'd come down here specifically to do this to take from the spoils of war as any king might second thoughts august taunted and gwen bared his teeth in a snarl he bit hard at august's shoulder scraping his teeth over flesh it was good like this it was good to have the water horse beneath him restrained and weak august wasn't one to tremble wasn't one to make obvious his feelings of fear but gwen knew that he was getting to him knew enough about wild creatures to know when they were wary to know when he was getting his point across he stretched his slick hand underneath august's pelvis took his limp member in a firm grip 
and started a persistent, merciless rhythm. August's breathing remained calm and steady for almost two minutes. Two minutes of almost silence, only the sound of Gwen's hand moving and his own rough breathing filling the room. He remained pressed at his entrance, imagined how good it would feel to sink deep, teased himself with the promise of soon. Almost imperceptibly, August shivered. Once. He began to harden in Gwen's grip. His breathing went from an easy evenness to a slight pause between the inhale and exhale, as though August was having to force his breathing to remain steady. "'Don't waste your time on niceties now,' August said, voice deeper, and Gwen bit more deeply into August's shoulder, nearly breaking the skin, smiling when August's cock jumped in his hand. "'I'm down here wasting my time with you,' Gwen said, pulling harder, gripping tighter. August made a strangled sound beneath him. His fingers twitched. August supposed it must hurt. He wasn't being nice about it. But August was still hard, and Gwen was determined to see this through, would take what he wanted, however he could get it. So wasting my time on a nicety like this seems almost trifling compared to that. He didn't announce himself. He didn't give warning. He dug his other hand into August's hip and pushed his cock into tightness, squeezing his eyes shut. His mouth bit down once more, and he tasted August's blood against his teeth and lips, even as August bucked against him. Gwen growled deep in his throat, sheathed himself fully in one demanding, brutal thrust. August surprised him. He did not cry out. He began to tremble in his grip. He stayed hard in Gwen's fingers. Even as his hips shifted to get away, even as Gwen kept him in place with the hand on his hip. He pushed his forehead into August's back, took a moment to decide what he wanted next. He could do anything like this. Feel that? Gwen said, grinding against him. Oh, very tight. Does it hurt? Do you honestly think pain bothers me? August gasped, and Gwen rocked against him, staying deep, enjoying the trembling. He wished he had August's finesse with this, with the breaking of someone, but he had only himself, and he was a blunt tool, a coarse warrior. But then, maybe that's what it would take in order to break someone as sophisticated as August apart. Maybe that's exactly what would get under the skin of the aristocratic bastard that he used to care so much about. Gwen removed his hand from around August's cock and grasped his other hip, not caring if he hadn't roused August to completion. Something tells me you're about to fuck me like some common boorish idiot, August managed, condescension dripping from a voice that was more shaky than August probably would have liked. Gwen laughed. He drew back slowly, savoring the tightness. When the head of him was resting just inside August's entrance, he reached down with both hands and spread August's legs wider, hungry and finding himself losing his wits faster than he would have liked. Like a common boorish idiot, Gwen agreed, keeping August's legs apart with his own when he went to pull them back together. But here you are on your knees, bound, letting some common idiot reduce you to this. Say what you want, August, but the only person you're fucking over is yourself. Gwen snapped his hips forwards, pulled August back into him. He snarled in triumph when August's fingers splayed and his wrists tightened against the rope. He didn't bother to hold back the laugh that sounded deep in his chest. He wanted August to hear it, wanted him to know that once upon a time his center had been triumph and he reduced his enemies to cowering masses, that he may have changed, but no one truly abandoned the center that had once been a part of them. His movements were punishing, rough. 
he sought after his own pleasure and opened his mouth hungrily as though he could lick the sounds that august was making and swallow them down he wanted to pull them directly out of the air each one left him increasingly mindless until he didn't care any more that it was august beneath him until he cared about nothing except chasing his own release he gasped loudly as he came pressed himself deep pushed august forwards until his shoulders jerked hard and august choked out whatever sound he had been about to make into the dirt beneath his face when liked that too he pushed harder wondering if august could taste the loam beneath his lips as soon as he was done he withdrew quickly he stood up looked down at himself saw no blood on his softening member and was surprised at the momentary flare of relief he felt at that after all august had practically crowed when he had drawn blood from gwen had laughed and said something about fay healing and get over it he looked down at august who hadn't moved whose hands were still tied behind his back get up gwen said as he pulled his own pants back up again he could swim himself clean once he was out of the dungeon he could enjoy the very quality of lake that august couldn't august twisted awkwardly until he could glower the full force of his fury up at gwen no gwen said reaching down and forcing his hand back into august's hair i told you to get up he dragged august upright to his knees surprised to see that august was still hard he touched his fingers to august's member lightly and then gazed at august as he tested the weight of him in the palm of his hand he dragged august upright until he was standing and almost smiled when he realized that august had difficulty finding his feet he hadn't stumbled his knees hadn't buckled but gwen could tell i'm not like you am i not at all like you he broke me apart so quickly i didn't know what had happened what came over me gwen paused remembering when he looked back at august he was surprised to see those green eyes staring at him avidly bright with inexplicable emotion but i'm not like you i don't have the noose to break you down in a couple of nights he stepped back and left august standing there staring at him pants around his ankles and a ripped shirt hanging off his elbows but i have the luxury of as many nights as i like being king gwen stepped out of the supernatural barrier that kept august contained ran fingers through his hair combing it out he paused looked up at august at the way august watched the movement of his hands with a strange longing on his face waterhorse of course gwen kept combing his fingers through his hair making a show of it knowing how much august liked it himself as a waterhorse knowing how filthy he probably felt having been away from water for so long he turned and walked away and halfway down the long dark corridor he paused perhaps i'll see about getting you that glass of water he called behind him he had the satisfaction of hearing a single shriek of rage as he made his way back up the spiral staircase he never allowed the impact of what he'd done to hit him properly he felt tendrils of horror of nausea creep in and force them down he leaned harder into other darker corners of his mind knowing it was dangerous knowing he had to avoid the family curse knowing that if he let his old center of triumph swim too close to the surface so he had planned originally to stay away for a week or two he thought he could use the time to put his mind to rights he thought perhaps he could teach the water horse a lesson keep him mostly naked arms tied behind his back it would be a win-win situation he could convince himself that the sickness he felt was connected to dealing with the seely kingdom itself their gossip and cloying ways 
that it had nothing to do with his prisoner. But he hadn't been able to stop thinking about it, hadn't been able to stop thinking about the water-horse in his cell, naked, face covered in dirt, hands behind his back, hadn't been able to stop thinking about how he'd left him there, hard and unsatisfied, and how good that part had felt. So that evening he was surprised to be walking down the spiral staircase set into the giant oak again, a glass of water in one hand. August was standing and waiting for him, a hungry look in his eyes. He must have been able to smell the fresh water from a distance. He didn't even make eye contact as Gwen approached, only stared at the glass, eyes wide and avid. He stepped back quietly when Gwen entered. He winced, slightly, and Gwen pursed his lips. Did I hurt you? August's eyes widened in surprise, and then he looked at Gwen like he was a particularly disappointing, amusing student. And you were doing so well, given up already, inquiring after my welfare. August laughed coldly. You lasted less than twelve hours in this new role of yours. I expected at least a day from you. Gwen glared. I was gauging how well I'd worked you over. If you're still this articulate, I clearly haven't hurt you enough, Gwen said, putting the glass of water down out of August's reach. When he turned back, he noticed August had stilled, was watching him with a wary measure of shock. I recommend starting with blood, August said finally, composing his face, letting his eyes go liquid soft and inviting, even as Gwen started to strip off his clothing. Because why tease? That's not your style, is it? Fuck them and run, apparently. Gwen kicked off his boots, and then walked over, picked them up, and set them down neatly by the entrance. "'Maybe once you're done with blood,' August continued smoothly, "'you can force me to lick the dirt off the soles of your feet. But that's stretching your creativity, isn't it? Do you want me to feed you more ideas? I have more. Have you ever heard of sounding? Mm, back when I had you in my rooms, we never got to try that, did we? I could guide you through it, even. I've been told that—' Gwen picked up the glass of water and stared at August coldly. He poured some of the vital fluid to the floor. No! August shouted, and then quickly composed himself, but it was too late. That had been real panic. All signs of goading Gwen had disappeared, and a flash of fear had passed over his face. Gwen wondered what it felt like, to waste so slowly, to know that even a single glass of water could mean less pain, less of that awful knowledge that you were dying. Gwen raised the water to his lips and took a sip, carefully. August's face stayed composed, but there was a movement in the arms behind his back, as though his hands had clenched into fists. "'I don't need your ideas, clearly. Since you're so eager to be a teacher, you should be proud of me, coming up with all of this on my own.' Gwen put the glass of water down again, noticing how August's eyes tracked it. Frowning, he picked up the glass again. He dipped his fingers into the water and stepped forwards. He thought he'd have to issue an order, thought August would refuse him, but August was apparently so desperate for the water that his mouth was already open and his eyes were squeezed shut, as though he couldn't bear it, the waiting, the wanting. Gwen pushed three fingers deep into August's mouth, wondering if he'd get bitten for the trouble. August didn't react at first, though his throat worked on the tips of his fingers. Slowly he closed his lips around Gwen's fingers, and then he sucked, tentatively. He swallowed the droplets of water down. When he was done, August simply opened his mouth again, kept his eyes closed, waited. 
gwen dipped his fingers back into the glass of water and pressed them back into august's mouth pushing down on his tongue massaging the muscle august made a pained moan sucked hungrily at the water i was going to come down here and fuck you into submission but i think instead gwen withdrew his fingers i should just leave you down here for a hundred years and come back with some water and then you'd do anything i said and all that cocky attitude would be gone august's eyes widened he stared down at the glass of water and then looked at the side of his cell and laughed i suppose you didn't need to start with blood after all how quickly you're picking up this game leave me then for a hundred years you're probably right leave me for two hundred you could collar me and leash me and have me crawl at your feet for sips of water you'd like that wouldn't you some unseely pet on his hands and knees naked and you could just slip yourself in at any time gwen did like that image it painted in his mind's eye he liked that very much he wondered at august's game though he was very good at talking himself out of a situation even without compulsion gwen set the glass of water down and folded his arms stared at august thoughtfully i think you talk too much he said finally before he'd left his own palatial rooms he'd opened a wooden box by one of his many beds and taken the first length of silk he could find a black scarf of the stuff he pulled it out of his pocket now august would talk his way back into being the king of the unsteady court given half the chance even without his compulsion his voice was one of his most dangerous weapons he stepped towards august unexpectedly august took a step backwards staring at the silk eyebrows knitting together more games gwen said smiling pretending that of all the things i could do this scares you gwen stalked forwards quickly following august down when he stumbled and fell over his own feet landing hard on the arms tied behind his back august was still kicking himself backwards as gwen knelt over him intent i never did that to you august said suddenly i wouldn't do this to you you will stop this right now the compulsion was strong and gwen was surprised to hear it at all august knew his compulsions were nothing to gwen had only used them once so far gwen hesitated for all of a second before he fisted his fingers into august's hair and wrapped the scarf around his mouth twice before securing it with a simple knot behind his head august's eyes were wild the whites showing his nostrils flared gwen's eyes narrowed was it just a bluff likely it was august stood a better chance of figuring out how to escape if he could keep his words about him and he could pretend at fear as well as anyone else could he straddled august fully settling his weight down he stared at the struggling water horse at august's pleading eyes and then reached forwards and traced fingers along the scarf over his mouth august shouted behind it his head lifted up and thumped back to the floor i can almost believe you don't like this gwen said but very convincing august nodded frantically and gwen smiled maybe i could take it off august squeezed his eyes shut gwen placed a bare palm against august's chest he felt august's heart rate eyes widening in surprise a water horse's heart rate was usually slow far slower than normal but this gwen realized it wasn't a farce he reached underneath august's back to feel for his tied hands and then slid his fingers up to august's pulse he exhaled slowly at what he found august was scared of everything that gwen could put him through 
a single stretch of silk was undoing him. Perhaps I could leave you here like this for two hundred years, and then call you, unleash you, and then bring you up, gagged, and see how obedient you would be then. August bucked underneath him frantically. He twisted himself until he landed on the arms behind his back badly, and his lungs heaved in pain. The moan he made was muffled against the fabric. Every center had its antithesis. Gwen was reminded, abruptly, of Jack's reluctance to train or sit in on meetings while his center had been fun. He had remembered training with him, and how it had taken a complete role reversal to get him to even appreciate the merits of it. And staring down at August now, holding him in place, he wondered if he'd found the antithesis to August's center. He had always assumed that it was submission, but he realized he was wrong. Voicelessness, perhaps. Even those who submitted could still command their partner's attention, holding their focus. But a creature with dominance as their center? What could they dominate without a way of expressing themselves, tied and gagged? Gwen swallowed uncomfortably. He could have made a game of it. He could have asked for anything, and he knew it. But the part of him that demanded justice could not tolerate this panicked, mindless creature beneath him. He reached up and grasped the gag in his fingers, and August's eyes snapped to his, leaking water, pupils blown. He eased his hands around until he reached the knot and untied it, feeling August's panicked huffs coming through his nose as he did so. He unwound the gag and pulled it back, surprised at how quickly it had been soaked with saliva. All those droplets of water, wasted. Perhaps that was the most convincing sign of all, even more than the racing heartbeat, even more than the pulse that had skittered so fast he almost couldn't distinguish individual beats. Don't talk, otherwise I'll put this back on you, Gwen said sternly, and August stared at him, mouth open, gasping for air as though he had been suffocated. I had Faye coming to me, dying, while you were the unseedy king. They begged me to intervene with you, to take their homes back from you, because they were dying, because you wanted land and power for reasons that still haven't been explained. These were, in at least some cases, fay that you had hunted with, that you had shared wine with, that you had previously allowed within the sanctity of your kingdom. You let them die. Some came to me to be killed before madness overtook them. You let them waste, as you were wasting. August's eyes drifted sideways, and then snapped back when Gwen lifted the gag, threateningly. You can't even bluff your way out of this, can you? It's too much for you. Can't even pretend that it doesn't horrify you to have your voice taken away. I suppose you didn't expect me to discover this about you. Thinking I might start with blood, and then making you lick the soles of my feet, and then collaring, and then leashing, and parading you in front of others, so that I could just slip right in at any time. Let's not forget the basics, though, shall we? Even I know that it's better to start with things like a blindfold, like a gag. He pushed the fabric forward, and August arched away from him, moving his head as far back as he could. He didn't talk, though, didn't say stop, or don't, or use his compulsion. Gwen remembered that he'd told August not to talk, remembered that the punishment for it was the gag. "'You can answer direct questions,' Gwen said, and August's eyes flashed angrily, but his body went limp as Gwen withdrew the gag again. "'Did you care about what you did to those Fay?' Gwen said. He had to know. August glared at him like he was stupid. Even terrified and shaking, he still managed to make Gwen feel like he had the IQ of a troll. No, August rasped. Did I care? 
No, I didn't care what I was doing to them. I let them into my kingdom. I hunted with them. I shared wine with them. Maybe I even fucked some of them. What did they matter to me, truly? Gwen was shocked to hear the response, having expected anything except what August was offering him now, which seemed to be the truth. You destroyed your own court. You drove your brother away. You... Will you stop bringing him? Gwen raised the gag and pushed it forwards angrily, and August actually shrieked, twisted so hard that he almost unseated Gwen. But whatever force he'd used in the attempt must have also wrenched his arms, because he fell back to the ground, shuddering, eyes closed. I didn't ask you a direct question, Gwen said, and August nodded fervently. As I was saying, you drove your brother away. I suppose I don't need to say anything more than that. I'd ask you if it was worth it. But as you have tear tracks drying on your face, I think I know the answer. Any questions? Just fuck me and get it over with, August said, eyeing the gag. Just drink the water, I don't care. Leave me down here for however long you want to leave me down here. You want to turn this into some game where you come back over and over again and break me. But you just finish this race early, as you finish everything early. What else have you got, Gwen? Happy that you've reduced me to this in less than twenty-four hours. I'm afraid I'm going to be boring from now on. You know how it is. Break them early, not much left after that. Gwen said nothing, and August managed to slide his eyes away from the gag to make eye contact. You know, this is usually the point where I start eating my prey, he whispered, a smirk in his tone, even though it wasn't visible in his face. You try my patience, August. It was you talking like this that got you gagged the first time. August swallowed, and then went completely boneless, exhaling through his nose. Stay down, Gwen said, and got up, wrapping the gag around his wrist like a rough bandage, making sure August could see it. He walked over to the glass of water and picked it up, brought it back with him and straddled August again, resting the glass on his chest. August stared at it and then looked away as though he couldn't bear for it to be so close and yet out of his reach. "'Ask me for it nicely,' Gwen said. "'Go on. Some of that aristocratic politeness that got you into such a position of power in the first place, you were able to depose the Raven Prince from his throne.' August blanched. He looked down at the water again. He took a deep breath. Another. Shining light of the Seely Court, King of the Seely Fay, if it would please you, consider giving the slowly demoted water horse some water. Gwen smiled slowly. He felt himself harden. Yes, this was very good. This would do very nicely. And a centre was justice now, wasn't it? He could find a measure of mercy, enough to see how prettily August would swallow that water down. He lifted the glass up, and August's eyes widened impossibly, as though he couldn't believe it had worked. He lifted his head as Gwen brought the glass forward. He opened his mouth. He closed his eyes as the first drops of it trickled down, and he made the smallest of sounds, a hungry, wanting sound. "'Spread your legs,' Gwen said, as August kept swallowing down the water. His eyes opened. He looked at Gwen with something of disdain in his eyes. Then he looked at the gag. He spread his legs. Gwen drew away the glass and set it down, making sure August couldn't reach it. He leaned down and sniffed at his mouth, smelling loam and dirt and sweet, cool water. 
smelling the rich scent of waterweed and ozone. Gwen cupped his hands around August's face, stretched his thumbs up. He pressed them to the tear tracks underneath August's eyes, reminded him of them, and August jerked in protest. Gwen withdrew his hands and slid down, pushing August's thighs further apart, reaching for the vial of lubricant that was in his pocket. He slicked up his fingers, stroked them between August's legs, making a line of slickness that started underneath his balls and stopped at his entrance. He pushed two fingers in, swallowing. August was still stretched from earlier, and Gwen decided that, actually, not waiting a week or two had been a very good idea. August had his eyes closed, his mouth open. He looked wrecked already, the gag having broken down his defenses far faster than six months of solitude and Gwen forcing himself on him had. He fucked his fingers into August quickly. He slowed down just long enough to find his prostate and rub the pads of his fingers over it, impatient. It was only when he did it a third time that he was surprised at himself. He hadn't meant to do this for August's pleasure. It wasn't about that. He hadn't even intended the gesture as an act of humiliation. He just wanted to see if he could make him feel good. Gwen cringed at himself. Do you like this? Gwen said, scissoring his fingers, watching August wince and then release a long, shuddering exhale. <laughs> you know me. Slut of the unseely fay before king. Gwen added a third finger, stretched them out at August's entrance, grinning when August groaned. He might have been around, slept with many, but he hadn't slept with anyone in at least six months. He was satisfyingly tight. Gwen withdrew his fingers and wiped them down August's torso. He reached down and brought one of August's legs up, hooking it over his shoulder. I want to hear you. Gwen said, holding the gag that was wrapped around his wrist over August's face, and watching with satisfaction as August pressed his head back into the ground. And if I don't, you know I will use this. He sheathed himself with one hard motion, and August cried out beneath him. The muscles in his legs flexed, his spine arched, even his neck stretched out. You're, you're not a king, August rasped, but a beast. I know, Gwen grit out pushing himself into August with short, sharp thrusts. It should hurt, August, because otherwise I'm not doing it right. Besides, I thought pain didn't bother you. August growled in his throat, a delicious sound that was made even more so when Gwen realized that August was growing hard against him. He reached down and tugged his cock into full hardness, licking his lips when August hissed at the rough treatment. If you don't come by the time I do, then you're not coming at all. Ten seconds is hardly a fair deadline to anyone, August managed, and then choked off into silence at a particularly hard thrust. Gwen couldn't be bothered dignifying that with a reply. It always got to this point, and he just didn't care any more. He just wanted to come, and he knew it, and his partners knew it, and if anyone had a problem with it, there were plenty of other fae to sleep with, and even humans if they got bored with the fae. He thrust hard, craving friction, wishing he hadn't used as much lubricant, and moaning harshly when he realized that he probably didn't need to, next time, because August was a spoil of war, not some bed partner, not an equal. August gasped beneath him, a pain noise, and Gwen realized he was jerking him off too hard. He grit his teeth, pushed his thumb into the slit of August's cock. August's throat worked on a silent cry. He shuddered beneath him, his body convulsed, and he came hard, covering Gwen's hand even as Gwen paused deep inside of him, finding his release, mind going blank. He stayed bowed over August for some time, 
waiting until he'd softened fully, until August had too. He withdrew more slowly this time. August groaned, dropped his leg to the floor as soon as Gwen released it. Gwen leaned up again, shoved cum-covered fingers into August's slack mouth. Wouldn't want to waste any of it, he said, voice rough. Don't you need the water? He pushed deeper when August didn't respond right away. And when August's tongue curled around his middle finger, he smiled slowly. He had an awful idea. A terrible idea. Maybe he was getting the hang of this game after all. And he thought maybe he'd feel less inclined to do it, as August licked him clean so politely, so thoroughly. But with each sensual swipe, he only felt more convinced that if the circumstances were reversed, August wouldn't hesitate to do the same. That, if the situation was reversed, August would have relished such an idea. When August was done, he reached over and took up the glass of water, and then let August drink the rest of it. August took small sips, almost dainty, and when the glass was empty, he laughed at the droplets that clung to the rim. "'You tell me that I have everything I need in order to break you already,' Gwen said, setting the glass down and moving back up so that he could straddle August again properly. "'You tell me that I've broken you when it is quite obvious that I haven't. You are uncommonly resilient, not just physically, but emotionally. You know this as well as I do. You tell me that I have the gag and the water, so what else is there?' I don't know, August. You tell me. What else is there? August stared at him blankly, and then he tensed, wary. No answers, Gwen said. August shook his head, slowly. Gwen unwrapped the gag so quickly that August had only just started to arch up in horror when Gwen wrapped it twice around his mouth and secured it with a tight knot at the back of his head. August wailed behind the gag, eyes pleading, before they quickly sheened over with tears. Whatever expression he'd seen on Gwen's face, he didn't like it. Gwen pushed August's head down into the ground, held him still until he went limp, shuddering like a horse broken under the whip. Do you know what else I have? It's time. A few minutes isn't nearly long enough to leave you gag now, is it? Do you think looking at me like that will make me sorry for you? Do you think I've used all my trump cards? Do you think they're all gone? It's going to take you at least half an hour to scrape the gag out of your mouth. And you'll have to get creative if you want it gone. Don't mess yourself up too much, because you are pretty. August stared at him in betrayal. It was an expression Gwen had seen before, six months before, to be exact, when Ash had forced his brother to submit underneath the weight of the living shadows. I suppose you didn't think I was capable of this, but I am capable of a steep learning curve. Maybe I'm learning your game after all, August. Think about that while you scrape at tree roots to get a piece of cloth off your face. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a kingdom to run. Gwen got up and dressed himself quickly, toed on his boots, and looked back at August's expression. August hadn't even started trying to remove the gag, as he'd expected he would. He looked too shocked to manage much more than wide eyes, as though he hoped that at any moment Gwen would simply turn around and change his mind. Gwen swallowed around something hard inside of himself, something unpleasant. You drove everyone away, August, so don't look at me like that. Your brother wasn't the only one you drove away, and you know it. Gwen walked away. He expected to hear sounds of frustration, of fear, and was discomfited when he heard nothing at all as he exited the cell. <laughs>